and welcome to another episode of Untraditionally Traditional, a podcast with me, Brittany Duncan, a millennial homemaker. Join me each week as I share all the things I've learned that make keeping your home, garden, and life running smoothly all while working. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app so you get the episodes downloaded straight to you every Monday. Now, on to today's episode. A less romantic topic than the beautiful Christmas season we are surrounded by, but a good time to be thinking about the new year that lies ahead and what steps you want to take to button up 2023 and lay a plan to follow for 2024. My hope is that you have some extra days after Christmas that you can find some quiet time and space to go through some personal, family, and household admin assessments so that you know exactly what foot you're putting forward come January 1st. If you want to set a goal, a saving goal perhaps, for 2024, create a household budget, and finally strike that thing that's been sitting on your to-do list that isn't hard but just takes some time, I encourage you to knock it out in 2023. The idea of having time in January to tackle these projects is a bit of a fantasy in my mind. The idea that things, quote, settle down in January just isn't true in my experience. Business is back in full swing. Most employers expect you to be jumping into your 2024 projects with newfound energy gained from time off during the holiday season. And there's this weird thought, at least in my brain, that finds it easier to start a new change, goal, or habit on January 1st instead of January 12th. So here are some things that I hope to accomplish before January 1st that I invite you to join me on. The first is that I own my own business, and whether you're in this boat or you work for somebody else, it's a good time to make sure that all invoices are paid and that your pay stubs are correct. Don't wait until February or March when you're doing your tax prep to discover reconciliations that need to be made. If you own your own business and are paid as a 1099 independent contractor, I personally always like to remind my clients of the total amount for services they paid during this tax year and remind them of the deadline for them to file their 1099 neck form. This year it happens to be January 31st, which is a little bit earlier than it normally is. If you have a business and you hired a 1099 contractor, freelance worker, or vendor during the tax season and paid them $600 or more for their services, your business is actually one of these that is going to be required to file that 1099 neck form by January 31st. So I'm not an accountant or a tax advisor, and this is not meant to be taken as tax or financial advice. Disclaimer, disclaimer. (laughs) But it's simply a nudge to look into this if you fall into the category of business owner or 1099 contractor. The second is to take a look at your finances from 2023 and create your budget and any saving goals for 2024. By this time, most bank accounts and credit companies have reports for 2023 that outline your spending categories. It's a great time to read through those, decide if and where you want to trim some fat from, what subscriptions you can cut out, what savings goals you have, are you simply looking to build your savings account, or do you have a specific thing that you're saving for, perhaps a renovation to your home, maybe something fun like a trip with your spouse or family. Set those goals now and then do the math to see what you actually need to put away each week or month to make that goal a reality. Eisenhower said, plans are nothing, planning is everything. You can plan to save money, but unless you keep that action of planning on the forefront and consistently adjust to meet your goal, you likely won't reach it. Three is to vary your goals. 
I think it's important to have a goal that serves each of the seven pillars of health each year. And this helps you focus on all pillars, obtain balance in your energy and assets throughout the year. So setting these up before January 1st is great. The seven pillars of health, for those of you that are not familiar, are one, a health goal. This serves the physical pillar of health. Two, a learning goal serves the intellectual pillar of health. Personal goal serves the emotional pillar of health. Community involvement goal serves the social pillar of health. Sustainability goal serves the environmental pillar of health. And a business goal that serves the occupational pillar of health. In addition to these goals, I personally think it's important to come up with a spousal goal as well as a family goal if you have kids. So here's my list and what goals I am attaching to each of those categories and pillars of health. For the health goal, I want to walk Sage every day. I work out. I have an exercise class that I attend two to three times per week. Jonathan and I ski a lot. In the summer, we hike a lot. But on days that neither of those things are happening, either my workout class or an activity with Johnson, I can be pretty sedentary. So this goal is going to help me to get out outdoors in nature's elements. It's also going to make Sage happy and keep us healthy every day. There's no reason that even if I'm attending a workout class that I can't take Sage for a walk every day. So that's my health goal. My learning goal is to learn how to grow from seed, everything. Last year, I started dabbling in growing from seed, and this year, I really want to hone in that skill. So I want to obtain the knowledge as well as the proper equipment like lights and seed trays to be able to grow all of my own seedlings. I want our vegetable garden to be grown completely from seed this year. So that's my learning goal. My personal goal, and some of you are going to roll your eyes, is to read at least one book per month. I know this may sound like nothing, but reading is something that I don't really make a priority. I read articles and magazines and I listen to podcasts for education, but I don't read much because I feel that I don't have the time, which simply isn't true. I want to get through at least one book per month and make reading a habit so that when I have an extra five minutes, instead of picking up my phone to scroll through Instagram, I pick up my book to read a couple pages. My community involvement goal is that I would like to volunteer for the St. Michael's Episcopal Church each month that I'm in town for the festive meal for the hungry um, to serve there. It's an incredible effort. On the last Saturday of every month, the church hosts a three-course meal with linens and china for the hungry. Tables are dressed with beautiful bouquets and floral arrangements, and the volunteers, which is what I would be doing, serve the guests just as you would at a restaurant. It's a wonderful thing to be a part of and that I would like to become more involved with. My sustainability goal for the year is to purchase my meat locally. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, you've heard me talk about my goal to eat at least 70% from within our state. Turns out that that's really difficult and mostly expensive. And don't get me wrong, I understand why the cost is what it is. I full-heartedly support farmers charging what they do for the hard, hard work that they put into their crop. But at this point in life, like many of you, we're watching what we spend. Groceries being one of the higher categories that our money goes to, you know, we need to watch that. So we're still trying to buy from Idaho as much as we can. But in my mind, if I can across the board get our meat, our chicken, beef, pork from within our state, that would make me feel good. Because meat is one of the things that I really feel is important to get locally. And thank God every time I pull out a packet of beef, 
for my friendship with my friends Valerie and Alex, but also for their farm that feeds our family like so many others. So I want to expand that um, beyond our beef to pork and chicken and lamb and whatever kind of meats that we can get to keep um, it local. If you're interested in um, Valerie and Alex's farm, Vista Farms, I've got a link to their website below. So if you're local, you'll want to check out their beef shares. Um, But even if you're not local, still go to their site and check out their lavender products that they now ship. They have incredible lavender fields and they are now making their own oils and sachets from the plants that are grown right here in Cuna, Idaho. So check that out. They make um, wonderful gifts and are just even nice to treat yourself with. My business goal, and I'll talk about my side business goal versus my full-time day job because I do like to keep the information for the business I work for uh, private from the podcast, but for my side business, which is um, primarily email and social media marketing for small to medium-sized businesses, my goal is to have 95% of my materials for the month made by the fifth of each month. I want to be organized in a way that I can lay out the content for the month and be set without needing to create posts or emails daily. So those wrap up the um, seven goals that serve the seven pillars of health. But I also like to add that spousal goal, which is once a month to go on an adventure with Johnson. He's very adventurous, athletic, and outdoorsy. And I have made it a goal to at least once a month go with him on a big ski door ski tour or Nordic day, a long hike, think 10 plus miles or rock climb or fly fish until my shoulders ache. And, uh, he, he's had enough basically, you know, give him as much as my energy to do the activity that he wants to do, um, until he has, um, fulfilled his goal with that. So I've put my goals out in front of you and there's a reason for that. The American Society of Training and Development conducted a study on accountability and discovered that if you have an idea or goal, you're 10% likely to achieve your goal. If you consciously decide that you will achieve your goal, you're 25% likely to complete your goal. If you decide when you will do it, the likelihood of achieving the goal raises to 40%. If you plan how you're going to achieve your goal, the likelihood of achieving that goal jumps up to 50%. If you commit to somebody that you will do it, you have a 65% possibility of achieving your goal. If you have a specific accountability appointment with someone committed to, that probability raises to 95%. That's huge, y'all. So I've got my ideas. I've decided to make them goals. I've got plans on how do I plan to achieve them when I've told all of y'all I need to create an accountability appointment with an accountability partner. That's on my to-do list before the end of the year. So make your goals. Go through these steps. You know, think, remember, um, planning is everything. So figure out when, how you're going to do it. Talk to somebody about it and then schedule that follow-up so that they'll ask you, hey, how's that goal coming? That's all for today. If you are listening on the day after Christmas, I hope that all of you had a magical holiday. Take some time to remember all that you have and why you have been blessed with it, who has blessed you. Um, And let's start to make the work to make sure that 2044 is a great year. Let's lay out that foundation and we will talk again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Untraditionally Traditional. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with those special people who would love it too and write a review. For more tips and photos of my home and garden, 
follow Untraditionally Traditional Pod on Instagram. Until next week, let's continue to make our homes places of joy and service to ourselves and those we share them with. 